Hey, welcome to the coaches meeting. This is the this is Grant Cohn. That's the coach. What's up? We got some serious stuff to talk about today. Uh, the 49ers are sort of like the center of the sports world in America right now because uh-huh. of their third string quarterback is what they're calling him. Third and the string. reason this story, yeah, the reason this story resonates with people like globally is because it's an ethical story. It's not really a sports story. It's an ethical story. And the Niners are coming across, I'm not going to say racist, because they're not, I don't think that's the issue, but they're coming across tone deaf, like they're completely unaware why people would be so upset about this situation in a bigger than sports lens. So we're going to talk about that first today, and then we'll talk about other Niners topics because there is a lot of ground to cover with this team, but we got to start with the news of the week, Trey Lance QB3. They leaked it. They didn't say it with their chest. And we're going to have to find out about it tonight. We don't even know if Trey Lance is going to play. Um, <clears throat> how do you feel about this, man? Uh, um, it's disappointing. Um, it's it's not um, – the, the football side of it is what it is, right? I'm not uh, – you know, Trey Lance is number three – we know the football politics of this organization. We, we saw how that played out. Um, what is what was shocking is how we found out. And then the fallout afterwards kind of just revealed a lot of what we speculated about over the summer. And that is the quarterback competition was not real. Um, it was trumped up from the very beginning. By all accounts, Sam Darnold knew that he was slotted to be number two from the very beginning. Yep. Um, it was also revealed by John Lynch. That Almost kind of feels like George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey knew when they were going to Warrior Games with him. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just... Fantastic. I mean, who knows, right? Who knows? Right. Uh, uh, John Lynch revealed that uh, he uh, was proud of Trey because the offense had no, no capitulation or no... Uh, configuration to trade whatsoever um the offense wasn't ran any in any way to help his skill set or to accentuate um what he does best is what you would do in a real quarterback competition you would run the offense suited for each quarterback as um an asset so you could see how each quarterback operates in the offense that would be yeah when you're playing to their strengths like what is the best version of this guy what is the best version of that guy right so um that 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 makes it rich for all of the all of our. Uh, that was our an interesting comment coaches. by John Lynch. Not to cut you off real quick, but to linger there for a second. I mean, John mm-hmm. Lynch essentially said Kyle Shanahan didn't really put Trey Lance in a position to be his best this offseason, and he still did well. And that's a, a tribute to to Trey. It almost feels like John is saying, "Hey, if you want to blame someone here, yeah, there's somebody here. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. the coach? Yeah. Um. Also, uh. You know, um, for Kyle, this is the thing about coaches, like, and not even coaches, but just people of the organization. There are much, there are people that are, that can be held to a much higher standard than a fucking general manager and the head coach of a professional sports team, right? Like, Kyle is not a surgeon, right? Kyle isn't a war vet. He's not a fucking fighter pilot. He's not a judge. He's not a lawyer, right? Kyle is a coach, right? These guys run a professional sports organization. So there's no oath of being a head coach. There's no, there's no general manager's oath. There's no head coach's oath. So 
really the connection that you would have with the ethics of a head coach is his honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, How truthful is he? Right. Because that's all you can really ask for out of a coach, even from a college level, from any level. I'm sure there are people who are listening who have who are parents. And what's the first thing that you entrust with the coaches? I'm trusting that you will guide my son. I'm trusting that you will do the best that you can do to look out for my kid. By my son. That you will do right by my kid. By my son. Yes. Um, and not saying also, you give him a job he didn't earn, but you do right by him and give him a fair opportunity, right? This is a meritocracy. Yeah. And, you're yes. a teacher. And, you know, um, you're, you're a parental figure. You're a teacher. Yeah. And yeah. what also from the business of the fans, man, like for those people who all of the things that are said about Kyle in jest and some of this stuff may be hyperbolic and you know he's arrogant or you know he's a control freak or he doesn't care about this he doesn't care about that there are moments where you can take the opportunity to prove all of those people wrong you know there are moments where you can stand up and say well kyle in this moment stood firm flat-footed on the carpet, faced the music as a man, and stood behind and had the courage of his convictions to move forward. But yesterday was not surprising. It was par for the course. Kyle has always, in his most serious moments, hid behind the players. He's hid behind the locker room. Always. Always. It's like I... I I I, I uh, traded for Trey Lance, but the players didn't want him, so I'm going with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm going or, the lo- the locker room yeah. when when it was yeah. time to bring Jimmy back. What was the key? We had a 16 player tribunal where they sat yeah. back and let me know that they wanted Jimmy. When Brock came in, what was the number one thing that? Oh well, there's no way that the locker room the locker room is spoken. There's no way that we can go against Brock. Can we come back to that point you made about trust? I think that's a really important point. Because coaches, we expect that they're not going to tell the truth all the time, but we also expect that they're not going to blatantly lie on the record uh, and contradict themselves within 24 hours. And I think once a coach crosses that line and has like shown that he will straight up say one thing one day and the opposite the next day, like that's really bad because then some people can start calling you a liar. And I think once, forget the fans, once you lose the fans trust, but forget that once you lose your players trust. Like, I think it's pretty clear that Trey Lance feels that he was lied to, that he thought he was going to get an opportunity to actually compete for not maybe the starting job, but at least a second quarterback job. And he feels like they lied to him and buried him. uh, And there was nothing he could do about it. Right. I feel like players on the team might feel that way, too. I mean, it meant so much to Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk when Trey Lance threw that touchdown pass in the preseason game that they ran on the field and got a freaking flag about it. I mean, that's a statement to the head coach. Uh, what if some of the players on this team p- pulling for Trey Lance, like Trey Lance, think Trey Lance is better than Sam Darnold and feel like, hey, man, Kyle lied to Trey. Kyle lied to us. This isn't what, isn't what we want. Like, once you dip into that territory, it's hard to get out. And I don't know many good coaches who are there. And uh, and really, really, to be honest with you, like, if you ask the players, what's like the, comp- what's the, the calling card of most of the players when you ask them about this stuff? 
George Kittle brings it up all the time. He loathes this conversation and this narrative. They really don't want to be in the middle of any of this, right? They just want to show up, make their money, play good ball, win, and go home. You know, so every time when serious decisions about the quarterback situation, which is squarely on Kyle, we all mm-hmm. know this. Every time we always get like this, we always get like this verification of the locker room as if they as that as if their as if their choice weighs in on what he does. And mm-hmm. really him trotting out Fred like Poor that was Fred bad. Warner, bro. That was really bad. Poor Fred Warner. Yeah. Like, he, Fred Warner was like, damn near just trying to be classy about it. Like, guys. He's like, look, I'm the leader of the team. Our head coach, like, yeah, like is guys, sick or something. I, I, so I, I I'll really, stand here you know because what? they pay me a lot of money and I respect the responsibility, but I honestly don't know what's going on. So it'd be great if Kyle could come out here and explain it, but he didn't even tell us. So I'll come out and just stand here like a man. I mean, to have, and then, you know, what's crazy is, is that he missed another opportunity to be just authentic. You know, he could have stand 10 toes down on what he believed in and said it in a way that made sense, even for the people who were upset about what was about the decision. He could have still stood 10 toes down and just spoke his mind and just let the chips fall where they may. But you give, you go and do a canned interview, my man. Yeah. A canned interview. Like, leave it to Kyle to evade a human moment and right. then go script it out and go put it pre-recorded. You can't script out everything, bruh. Also, let's remember, this isn't Trey against Brock. This is Trey against Darnold. And I think a, a big reason why people are so upset about what happened is you have... First of all, black quarterbacks lack opportunities to begin with. I'll just say it. There aren't that many black quarterbacks. And even the best ones, at some point in high school or college, have someone like Bill Polian saying, hey, man, shouldn't you play a different position? So it's already hard enough. Like, the, the bar is so high to prove that you're allowed to play this position as a black man anyway. And you're getting pushed. You're going to push away this guy who really hasn't had many opportunities himself, like three games. So you can give Sam Darnold another look and his 55 career starts like Sam Darnold hasn't had an opportunity, but Trey Lance has had plenty. I think that is is what gets people, man. What what, Iggy, what burns, what burns me about this is that it's not even really about Sam. No more than it is about the tone deaf posture from Kyle. Like my man, you're setting a whole new precedent for black quarterbacks in the NFL right now, okay? So now the new floor is you can get, you could be a black quarterback and get three first round draft picks traded for you. Mm -hmm. And you can only play four games. And if the organization wants to tuck tail and cut bait, they can actually get away with it. And no no one will get fired. And people on in the media will be like, hey, you know what, give this organization credit for being, you know, ruthless and not playing the roster politics and ma- making a fair evaluation and moving on. And to go into like, and to really, and I'm challenging, this is what's killing me. Is like, let's look at this from a 10,000 foot view. The Bill Walsh Minority Coaching Initiative, right. where we put together an inclusive, I have taken advantage of that program. Yeah. Where black minority coaches yep. come in through a program 
so they can so they can be highlighted and cultured yeah. through a, a a a workforce in the NFL. Right. The NFL, it, it's it's like that's the roots of this organization. Uh-huh. We ourselves. What is the number one thing that we talk about? Comp pick Niners. Comp picks. Comp Look picks. at all these Every opportunities. Every time we turn around, the Niners yeah. are hiring black, black and uh, black and diverse coaching and staff. Yeah. And getting tons of picks for it. For yeah. some reason, they can hone in on that aspect, but you cannot parallel on how you could be tone deaf on fucking this kid's career up. With being yeah. so flippant and mismanaging yeah. this kid, yeah. So you can, so you can have your eye on the comp picks. We we can get as many. We can be inclusive. We can have Debo and everybody else with the boombox up front. We can do that, but we can miss the boat on this kid. It's malfeasance. It's 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 infuriating. It's infuriating. I got to give Trey Lance credit for not uh, for holding his head high and not really ever saying anything. And the one time, the one time he went home and said "enough is enough," the Niners tried to make him look like he had like an emotional outburst. Like, like that's exactly what Steve Young would have done. Any quarterback worth the salt would have said "enough is enough." And frankly, you could argue Trey Lance should have done it a while ago. Yeah, he's actually uh, been giving the Niners the benefit of the doubt, like that that they were giving him a fair chance, and they weren't. And so now he's like, okay. I really hope he doesn't play in this game tonight. I hope his agent and his team say no. They're they're never going to put you in a position to succeed, man. And Grant, he's got to play. Because at the end of the day, what we're talking about is a human element. Yeah. But he's got to still work on his career, and he don't got time to care about it the way we do. He can't get caught up. He's got to play because we know – that you can't be looked at as a malcontent or looked at as a locker room distraction, even though the situation with you is not where it is. The entire NFL is watching him. They want to, they want to see how he's going to react. He's got to be a professional. He's got to play. He cannot be seen being emotional. He can't. Wow. So he's got to play. But from what I heard, I mean, they're they're making it seem like he's being very emotional, like he may have requested a trade. I don't think he leaked this stuff. I'm not certain that he requested a trade. He was back in the in the facility the next day. I mean, yeah, he was upset. I would have been upset. I would have left too. But it sounds like he's determined to be here and be a professional and not give the 49ers any reason to say, see, Trey Lance wasn't, or he was it. No, I'm yeah. fucking here. I'm fucking yeah. here. And if you want to go with Sam Darnold, fine, but you can't. Paint me in that picture, in that light. He's got to show up to work. He's got yeah. to show up to work. He's got to be a professional. Yeah. And and this has nothing to do about the players. I'm so tired. Like, in the moment where we needed to hear from the genius, he trots out a player. I'm not falling for that shit no more. This ain't about the players. This ain't about Trey. This ain't about Brock. This ain't about Sam. God help Brock. With the with the reports that we know now, the fact that we know that they were out on Trey after a year, God help Brock. I hope Brock does the best yeah. for him because he yeah. ain't got the support the way they act like he does. What if Brock this loses the, the first game of the, of the season? 
Yep. And he needs to protect himself. Yep. They're already pushing him too fast. He didn't have a great camp. He threw like two picks a day. Uh, their offensive line is worse than last year. What yeah. could go wrong? I mean, honestly, and also the way they talk about Sam Darnold, it almost makes you feel like if it almost makes me feel like if you were chilling with Kyle privately, drinking beers, four or five deep, and you said, Kyle, honestly, who's the best quarterback on this team? I bet he'd say Sam. I bet he's, yeah. I bet, not that he's waiting, but I bet if Sam gets his opportunity, Kyle will be pretty excited about it. Pretty excited yeah. about it. And I don't get that. We're going to talk a little whoa, bit more about whoa. Sam Darnold later, but. Okay. Yeah. Let's take some super chats. All right. Uh, Jermaine Pickett, thank you for being a member for so long. Generic name says, 30 years I have poured my heart and soul into this team. I have decided not to continue that support until support until Lynch and Shanahan are gone. Gave away my home opening tickets to a guy who was a Giants fan. Damn. Wow. It's, this, is, this ain't about no fucking Super Bowl, man. Yeah. This ain't about no trophy. Yeah. Right. Unless, this is about yeah. class. This is about ethics. This is about being a human being. And you know what? Kyle got to know that we ain't going to sell our souls for no fucking Super Bowl. If you're a twerp and you do the job in a disgusting way, you got to stand toe. You just can't walk away, man. We're human, and look, man. You can't. We can't. We can't forget the fact that the Niners have a, a history. At quarterback, I mean, they had Colin Kaepernick. He was their quarterback. And John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, the first decision they made was to tell him that if you don't opt out, we're going to cut you. And they replaced Colin Kaepernick, who was on the downside of his career, with Brian Hoyer, who was way worse than Colin Kaepernick. And now, seven years later, they're replacing Trey Lance with Sam Darnold. Feels like the same thing. Say what yeah. you want about and, and, Trey. I'm not saying he's better than Brock. But I am saying he's better than Sam Darnold. I am saying that. We're adults. We're able to have a nuanced conversation. You know what really is is bad about a lot of this mismanagement is almost kind of like their faith in us of not being able to be adults. Yeah. Like just tell it like it is. These, yeah. Like tell it like it is. We can handle the truth. Yeah. Like we're we're not. Niner fans are smart. The fans. We are very smart. smart. Yeah. They've been following this team for decades. Yeah. When you do this dumb shit, it makes you look weird. Yeah. Yeah. Just conduct yourself like a first class organization that you're supposed to be. Generic name says the way Trey has been treated here is heinous and there's no excuse for it. We should be ashamed of this team as fans. I pray Trey manages to recover from the damage we did to him. And that's true. That's real. It's real. Yeah. Thank you, generic name. Novin says the Niners handled the messaging so criminally it deserves a mugshot. Never been so disgusted as a fan. Yell here, Kyle. I always keep being like Niner. Uh, Niners, these are your fans. Connor. Connor Koch says, Fox Sports has Niners' as number one offense going into the season. Laughable to think these sites think BP-13 behind this awful line is ranked number one. I just feel like people don't really know the Niners. They're like, oh, look, they look at the weapons. They look at Kyle. They look at Brock's yeah. numbers, and they're like, that's the best offense in the league. We're on another planet to a lot of t- people that report on us. Joseph Stockbridge says, I put in a complaint to the organization about how the OC, a.k.a. head, uh, about the uh, or- Offensive coordinator, a.k.a. head coach. I threatened to change allegiance if Kyle Shanahan can't lead the team to the Super Bowl. They say they're going to get. I'm not a sheep to follow false leaders as Trey most likely did. What freaking choice did Trey have? But I'm with you, Joseph. Thank you for the the comment. And it's really interesting to see Niner fans being put in this ethical dilemma. Like, how do I support this team? It's it's a slam dunk of a decision. 
Nobody, you want to feel good about a win. This doesn't make you feel good about your team. It's it's really that simple, right? And like that, what happened a couple of days ago made people who do right by themselves, who are ethical, who who are, believe in a sense of fairness, that didn't feel fair. No. And, and what's crazy is like it now because of this, the way they handled this decision, if if fans tonight boo Sam Darnold, that's not fair to Sam. And essentially no. they're booing Kyle. They're booing Kyle. And if they cheer lustily for Trey Lance, they're essentially booing Kyle for making this decision. So it's going to be interesting to see how fans react tonight. I, just big don't, game. I don't think any player deserves any, any no. type of fan reaction because they're just doing their jobs. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I really believe that. I, Sam's I'm just trying to get his Sam, career back on track. I'd yeah. be lying if I didn't say if Sam trotted his ass on the field, I wouldn't be like, all right, bro, don't fuck it up. I, I'd be pulling for Sam. I would. Right. But that's so, the expectation. Yeah. Kyle will lose the locker room, says R. King. His word means nothing. Yeah, when your word means nothing and certain players start looking at you like, hey, man, you sold us on Trey. I like Trey. I want Trey to succeed. You never gave him a chance. I... I want, I mean, not everyone. And and another thing, honestly, you can use me. Everybody gets used, right? Even in friendships, relationships, everybody gets used. But the problem is, is when you misuse me and, and, and Kyle putting Fred Warner out there to, to handle the heat, that was a misuse of your team. That was a misuse that, that harkens to the plays that you call on purpose that you know aren't going to work or the way that you don't look at certain players or you don't look at certain quarterbacks or scout the right way or don't fully have a practice. Like all of these things are tying together. It's almost like having somebody in your life that you are sketchy about and you're like, man, was that something, man, I've been telling the and then you finally catch the ass in a lie and everything yep. comes roaring back. Like, Oof. I should have seen this. Oof. I should have seen this. Yeah. That's how I feel about Kyle. Like, the fact that you was out on the kid after one year? Yeah. And he's still here? Why? It wasn't enough for you to just make a, a snap decision, but now you got to kind of ruin his career and, like, keep him like, hostage? If, Why? If, if that is how you feel about Trey, I, it's almost like an, abu- an abusive person like who loves their new person, who loves their new girlfriend. I'll be yeah. like pulling Brock to the side like, so he's not always like this, okay? So <laughs> I'm sure yeah. he's love bombing yeah. you right now. And yeah. I know it's amazing, but mm-hmm. when things get a little weird, you're gonna yeah. have to just watch yourself. So here's my right. number, yeah. you can call me, because yeah. you're because dealing when with one thing goes on. wrong, there's going to be a new you. When one thing goes wrong, you could try as hard as you want to avoid that one thing. You could be as nice as you want. You could be as com- caring and as submissive and whatever. It's, he's, it's not going to work. You're not, it's not long for you. There's going to be a yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this guy, the, the longest relationship this guy's ever had was with Jimmy Garoppolo. Go talk to Jimmy about it. Yeah. Talk to yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. This dude's still pining after Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry, we're going way down this. I'm I'm done with. I feel like also I'm I'm so done with like listening to 
the side of Kyle that wants us to believe he's like method acting as a head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like the side of him that wants us to believe that he wants the best of the best and the elite of the elite. And then the other side of him that truly believes that he only wants something that can operate the limits of the, to the limit of his expertise. Like, bro, you don't want Trey Lance. You don't want an RG3. You couldn't. You There's no way you in the would, world you would have Don't act Josh like you Lance. wanted Josh Allen. Don't act like you, you wanted Josh Allen. Him. You wanted Stop Mac it. Jones. You wanted Mac Jones. You love You're Brock Purdy. Jones, That's your comfort Brock zone. Purdy, Kirk Cousins guy. Don't you talk want, about how you want a dime. You wouldn't you know what to do the with the dime. You don't want the Ferrari. Yeah. Stop yeah, you, the, the Ferrari makes you feel inadequate and insecure. You don't know how to drive the Ferrari. You don't know Come how on. to maintain the Ferrari. You just want something reliable that you can say wow i won the race in a toyota look at me i'm the best come on man that car I'm sucks but i'm great bro. yeah i don't want to hear any more of this high speed bullshit about you <laughs> want the best of the best fuck that bro no. you want middle of the pack so you can stuff your little scheme into them run it this yeah. way you didn't do it good enough and, and yeah. you just your ego can't handle anything big enough and then what's so crazy is is that the irony of all of this, case in point, is if Kyle needs to start looking at the people that are around him for a little bit of inspiration, he can he can stand to learn to learn a thing or two from Jed. Because if Jed was as reactionary as Kyle is with quarterbacks, Kyle would not be here. He would not have survived his first year here. And Jed had a history of getting rid of coaches. So it was Jed who took his time to say, you know what? I'm going to give him some time. Kyle wouldn't even be here if Jed marched to the same beat of his drum. It's like, bro, it's ridiculous to even think that it's, it's now that you look at it, he lucked up on Jimmy and to the chagrin of just not being able to land the deal, we had Jimmy for multiple years as he was trying to get rid of him. He just couldn't make it happen. Yeah, uh, we got to get through a, a bunch more Super Chats. Hold on. Uh, I just want to point out that this isn't just a Kyle Shanahan thing. Mike Shanahan has Super Bowls, but with Steve Young, who he inherited, and John uh, Elway, who he inherited. After he had John Elway, after he retired, his quarterbacks were Brian Greasy, Jake Plummer, and Jake Hutler. Okay, so the Shanahan's father and son have been wandering through the desert looking for quarterbacks for a very, very long time, and they're not very good at looking for him. Ivan says, if we fix Lance, we have a potential future quarter, uh, future quarterback. Nah, let me try to fix Darnold so he can go to another team following the year for more money. Genius move. What makes you think he's going to another team next year? Who likes Darnold more than Kyle Shanahan? That's, well, our, next, that's mean, our next topic. We're well, going to talk honestly, about that in a minute. He's, he's positioned because Sam is only here for a year. So even if Sam lights it up and has one of these reclamation project years where we make him look good, he could jilt us. Sam could, could. go to the highest bidder. He could. Niner Nation says number five goes for five, uh, four touchdowns tonight and breaks the internet. Not if Kyle has his way. Privilege over talent says the gold rush. Do you think Trey asked for a trade in February? I'm starting to feel like no. I feel like he's been trying his best to win over the Niners and he can't believe that they're like leading him on. Preach, coach. Ryan Niner 77 says, watch them play Trey Lance and not play Sam Darnold to avoid booze. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Papa Phil says, Kyle Shannon told Grant and Phoenix that Sam and Trey would split number one reps, then said fourth quarterback gets no reps. Shake my head. Everyone go look. 
Khalil Kemp says the worst thing Trey Lance can do in regards to his standing with the team is to continue to be an outstanding professional. That way the team can't trash him in the media like they're wanting to. And they're trying to. They kind of made him seem like he was being immature this week when, but when he went home. But they they understood. I think that yeah. was kind of Like he was me. so upset that we understood. Yeah. It's like, no, I feel like he was the last to know yeah. that he was getting jilted. And yeah. he let off a, a normal reaction. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Big Tim 3 says, what do y'all think about the national media having it out for Trey because they were all sure the Niners were drafting Mac Jones? I, th- I, th- I think that the media doesn't waste their airtime on anything. And I-, I believe that the organization was complicit in letting Trey get blasted. I think that came from the organization. And I don't think Kyle, I feel like in the media, Kyle is more insulated with people that know him and his father through their coaching careers. But as far as the projection of what comes out from the mass, from a national standpoint, that's John, that's the yeah. organization. Yeah. So when you see things on big media stuff on NFL, NFL Network, Fox, ESPN, that's the, that's our organization putting a green light on top of their own player. Yep, that's yep. so disgusting. Yep, it really is. R. King says a caution may not be racist, but his pattern with quarterbacks of color is undeniable. The disparity in the treatment of Brock and Darnold versus Trey is glaring. Yeah, it's something he might want to think about if it if it's something that he's not doing intentionally. Like you might want to think about it if this is something that's completely, you know, unconscious, subconscious. Niner Dog says the realest uh Niners content anywhere, preach coach, isn't he? He's doing a great job. Tom Foolery says any way you slice it, it's a bad situation. It's not a good business move. It's not a good move morally. It is not a good tactical move. Shaking my damn head. Yeah. William Bonnet says Niners are going three and five at the bye. Then Sam takes over, goes five and four. Niners wild card. If that D takes a step back with mid QB play, they'll lose close games. True. Matt says they drafted Trey with no intention to develop him. No, no. I mean, with 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 what we know, they had an from intention. The, they just didn't have the ability. I I, I don't. I, I just don't think that. I think that they had the attention, the intention. They saw that it was going to be a bigger ask a bigger task to do and they they got frustrated i think that they, that's what they, I, I, I like dude i have been around this toxic shit like they don't look at they look at trey as like broken goods like why are you broken why can't you do what we want you to do that's why i'm so worried for brock because i don't we don't know what brock is going to struggle with and really What's really going to be dope is watching Kyle smile through all of the smile through all of him gritting his teeth because he's going to have to kiss Brock's ass with how he treated Trey. He's got to kiss Brock's ass. Our King says Darnold is not good. This is malpractice. Just a second. Mike drops with Monsters has moved on from cap just to spend three firsts to run an offense cap specialized in. Kyle changes his plan like his drawers. Jed needs to elevate Peters above Kyle and John and allow him to trade fire either. Yeah, man, who they got to have someone else in charge of like personnel. Yeah, because it seems like the scouting department is so much better than the coach and the G. Like it, the seventh round picks this year again are the are the good ones. Well, well that's that the only thing about our organization that predates this regime is the development this development problem, problem. And they kept him for a reason. Nichols says, "I think this story will linger over the organization all year long, especially if Purdy struggles. Do you guys think this will divide the locker room if this lingers all year? How long before Mama and Papa York step in?" It does feel like it's bigger than the team, and it does feel like they're not going to be able to escape this no matter what they do, whether he's on the team they, or he's off the team. I hope this insulates them. I hope that this brings them together. 
Um, we don't know the conversations that have been happening and the alliances that are happening inside of that locker room. And really, from a football standpoint, I hope this brings them together. Um, because sometimes, you know, Kyle may have to stand in front of his team and say, all right, guys, I fucked up. I, there was a time that I should have been front and center. And not only did I not stand up, but I premeditated me not standing up. That's what fucking gets me. The recorded interview, mm -hmm. the knowing that you're yeah. not going to be there. Like that for me, that speaks so many values to the problems that we have with Kyle in games where he doesn't know how to adapt. He doesn't know how to do things on the fly. He can't coach on the fly. It feels like if he doesn't win a Super Bowl or if he has if he start if this team starts to come back to earth, this that this moment where he ducked the where he ducked the interview after making the decision with like the beginning of the end for him with his team, with his locker room, with his fan base. I've never seen his stock so far down on the West Coast. I know nah. it was 10 years ago on the East Coast. Monsa says Peter should be used like Rosen in Philly. For sure. Howie, mm -hmm. Roseman. El Shoto Elgato says, I'm done with the Niners. I get rid of my tickets, getting my tattoo covered today and not watching, waste my money on the team. Damn. Goldblood, it says, salt in the wound is they spent 80 million for six games, 20 mil per first round pick and Trey salary, but are clearly haggling with Bosa. That's Yikes. our money. That's yeah. our money. Yeah. That's our See, money. Caesar That's says, our money. Yeah, baby. Caesar says, Trey Lance was uh, Kyle Shanahan desire finally. I thought Trey Lance was Kyle Shannon's desire to finally evolve his offense. What happened? Jed, I thought the Niners wanted to win with class. One more, and then we're going to get to a new topic. Charlie McElhannon says, as of right now, Brock is better than Trey. His play has been great. You guys want SF to really lose playing Trey to get him better. They just went to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Name another rookie quarterback to take. Charlie. Charlie, no one, mentioned, no one mentioned Trey playing over, over uh, Brock, but thank you. Sorry, a couple more. Novin says, rather give my money to Grant than Jed. And the Niners at this point, here you go, Grant. Thanks. Nick says, are the players or Cabo Click running this team and telling Kyle we want Purdy and Darnold over Lance like they did with Jimmy? It, it, Not all the players. What about the ones that ran on the field for Trey? What about Debo and Ayuk? Not all the players. Maynard Keenan, 50 bucks. Thank you. Kyle and John decided to have a baby. Then when they find out that they actually have to nurture love and put time into this baby, they're like, screw this. I found a baby Purdy. That's good to go out of the box. Then they throw Trey in the dumpster. That's really dark, really dark, but kind of accurate. The I see there. what you mean. All right, let's get to this. So Trey Lance is quarterback three and quarterback two is Sam Darnold who has 55 starts uh, his last year at USC wasn't that great either. He's been a backup for a little while now. But Kyle Shanahan thinks that not only is Sam Darnold a starting quarterback, but that Sam Darnold could be not just like the next Alex Smith or something, but the next Steve Young, as if he has Hall of Fame talent, said stuff like the most arm talent any quarterback in franchise, like more arm talent than Steve Young is essentially right. what Kyle. Why do you think Kyle Shanahan is Sam Darnold's biggest fan in the world by far. I've never heard anyone well, talk about this guy like Kyle does. Well, Sam does have a strong skill set. Sam is big, athletic. He's got a really good arm. I wouldn't say it's the most talented arm that the franchise has ever seen, but he does have a plus-size arm. And I feel as though that 
Kyle believes that Sam has had so much of a good foundation with his upbringing through USC, the multiple programs that he's been through, that Sam just needs a sterilized SOP on where to go with the ball and when to let the ball go. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like he thinks he can get that out of Sam. However, I think that's bullshit. I don't don't believe that's true. Um, I think that Sam has issues with processing. I think that Sam has confidence issues with trying to make bigger plays outside of himself. And I think that Sam completely loses all wherewithal on the field when he's under pressure. As soon Mm -hmm. as Sam is under pressure, he is a, he's a completely different player. Um, I just feel like uh, in certain ways, Kyle sees the limitations of Brock. And he knows that there's an offense that Brock can operate at a high level, but that offense is going to get challenged six weeks in, mm-hmm. eight weeks in, where mm-hmm. the talent of Brock. Because there's only so much you can do. There's only there's so, only much, so you much you can do. And I feel yeah. like the talent of Brock is going to start being um, highlighted or the lack mm-hmm. thereof of getting yeah. the ball to certain areas of the field. And I feel right. like, in a way, Kyle is hedging his bets to make sure that he can get Sam in there. And really to be what's to what's crazy is, is that I don't even think he wants Sam as like bet a, a plus player that would be better than Brock. I think that Sam just operates another standardized, another standardized version of our offense that will be again, hard to catch up with. Like this is all smoke and mirrors, man. Like if you play this offense long enough, there's tells, there's con- there's there's tendencies to be able to do it, and there's definitely defenders and defenses that can be put together to stop what this offense does. So really, what I feel like every time this offense sees an uptick, every time this offense sees success, there's a- there's always a catalyst that happens. There's either a new player that's injected into it, or a new scheme where Debo comes in, and all of a sudden we yeah. <laughs> have. We have to start accounting for a wide receiver that can run with the speed of a running back out of the backfield. There's always just some element that creates an ebb and flow where it's hard to catch up with this offense. But flat-footed, this offense is about obfuscation. It's about tricking you, but it's not about winning. With Darnold, is it fair to say that Kyle likes proving himself right? Of course. He doesn't like changing his mind. He likes proving himself right, not saying, hey, I was wrong, and I acknowledge that. So he wants to be right. He also likes making declarations early, right? I want to be the first guy that says this guy is either good or bad because I'm so smart. I can see it early, and I'm going to prove myself right. That's who he is. So with Darnold, I feel like he liked him coming out of college. He probably had him high on his draft board. And he's not going to say he was wrong about Darnold until he absolutely has to. Like, Darnold hasn't played on the Niners yet. He has a million excuses. Well, he hasn't played on my great team. He hasn't been in my great system. Like, if watch what I if I could do that with Brock Purdy, watch what I can do with Sam Darnold because I said Sam Darnold was going to be good in 2018. Like, just like the same way he said C.J. Beathard was worth a third-round pick when no one else in the NFL thought he was worth more than a sixth-round pick. I was like, well, I don't care. I'm right. And I'm going to prove it and I'm going to prove it and I'm going to prove it. And I don't care that he's one and nine and he's he's terrible. I'm going to prove it. So I think Kyle's kind of stubborn and I don't understand why he didn't play. I think we all expect him to plant his flag in the ground for Trey Lance, but he never did. 
He never had any conviction with Trey Lance. He's got tremendous conviction with Darnold like he had for C.J. Beathard. And it feels like the next C.J. Beathard crutch. Like, I don't understand what he ever saw in Beathard. I know that Beathard's like a backup somewhere right now, Jacksonville, but like Kyle thought he was I mean, the next Kirk Cousins. Kyle I thought mean, he was he, the next Kirk Cousins. He thinks Darnold's the next Steve Young. Like Kyle's wild for that. I don't, I don't understand his infatuation with the quarterbacks that he likes, but I do know that he, this is a system that needs to be operated at a certain level. And it's really not, uh, I, I just don't think the system can evolve with a, with a player that's bigger than it. I, I've never seen anybody or the, the, the greatest iteration of this offense that we've seen is Matt Ryan, Matt Schaub, um, I haven't seen anybody else, and and the most athletic and the most dynamic is what RG three did, and that wasn't even this offense. It was a bastardized version of the RPO. So, um, Kyle Kyle wants credit, and he just wants a vestige at quarterback to be able to give him the credit that he wants. I don't see uh, Brock being able to grow past his limitations in this offense because he's always going to be having a play that Kyle wants him to run in his back pocket. I got another reason why Kyle likes Sam so much. Because Kyle can't take full and total credit for Brock. Like, it's on record that Steve Slowick found him and the scouting department wanted him and you didn't take him until the last pick. So if literally any other team, he was not a high priority. You took C.J. Beathard in round three because you had to have him. Like, you took Jake Moody in round three because you had to have him. Like, you took Tariq Castro-Fields in front of Brock Purdy. So you can only take so much credit for him. But Darnold? You're the only person in the world who likes Sam Darnold this much. So you, you've given up on Trey. You can't take full credit for Brock. But if Darnold plays and does well, then you're the only freaking person in the world who saw that coming. And that's a big feather in his cap. So I think that's a big part. It's ego. It's ego. I mean, and he I, knows I, his I, reputation is taking a big hit with the quarterback stuff. I just wouldn't take – I wouldn't put anything past uh, Kyle um, – I, I, this shit is just completely just dejected me uh, as far as just uh, having faith in what it's going to take to win. You know, uh, I, if, if, if you know if we're doing it the right way, um, Brock should get um, as much. You know, you know what's wild to me is that I, I need to figure out what part of what part of the fan base that supports Brock being our number one guy, which I am a part of that. I am a supporter of Brock as well, especially now after the news. It is what it is. Yeah. But with what part of the fan base is supportive of Brock being our future for our franchise or Brock being good enough to get us to a Super Bowl and win? Yeah. Right? Because those are two very different things. Agree. And, and it feels like he's more in like a one-year tryout than like a like – he's under contract for a couple more years at a, at a cheap price, but he could easily go back to being the backup. If he doesn't work out, like he needs to continue his hot streak. Otherwise, there could be other people like Sam Darnold vying for his job. So my, my thing is, is at what point, at what point do you cross past that threshold when Brock gets us? Like if Brock gets us to the Super Bowl, right? You do understand that he's like the unquestioned franchise guy. He has to be like mm-hmm. there's no way in the world that he can replicate double damn near what he did last year and not be the guy. I just want to feel like I, I, I'm just, I want to understand where's the transition of Brock playing, Brock growing, 
Brock struggling and us sticking with Brock through that struggle and then him getting us to the playoffs and becoming our franchise quarterback. Like as far as like, I feel like we don't understand that we literally do not have the patience to even see Brock through. Right. Like Brock lucked, Brock lucked up and, and, and he he had us in a captive audience where we couldn't do anything but go to Brock. That's yep. a, I understand that he won seven games for us, but with how this organization is ran, we do have to understand that if there was another option outside of Brock and if Brock would have lost the game, we would have taken that option. Like, yep. so Brock truly happened on accident because they don't have the patience for even eight yep. games. Yeah. Yep. We got to get through like 40 super chats. Duper one says, Kyle, I hate you. I can't support this. Kevin says, what do you guys think about uh, what you tweeted? Grant, a picture of a comment two days ago about how Trey starts low. Love the content. Yeah. You showed me that. Remember that guy? Yeah. 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 It was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. I guess we'll never know. We'll know when he's on another team. Khalil camp says, here's the thing about character. No matter how good you are or what you do, it matters. Remember Trey Lance wasn't the only person at that 2012 dinner with Kyle and John. Brandon was there too. Mm Mm-hmm. Double B Studios says, get rich, Grant. Can you invite Nick Wright to the show? And can you ask Kyle Friday if he can look Trey's parents and tell him your son is not good enough? Geez, that's a little personal. Nick Wright, that'd be interesting. I, I gave Trey but Lance that's his what first it is, TV. Though, Grant. Right? Like, 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 you you didn't, you didn't, like, I know we try to make it look like it's just pics or anything, but Kyle shook, Kyle shook Trey's father's hand and, and said, I'm gonna take care of your son. Yeah. Good or bad. Whether he works out or he doesn't work out, I can't promise you that. But yeah. I, what I will promise you is I'm going to take care of your boy. Yeah, it didn't That's happen. what he did, and, and that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Cosmic this is Channel bigger says, than I, wins and losses. It is. Cosmic Channel says, I gave Trey Lance his first TV. <laughs> cool. The Gold Rush says, we gave Jimmy six years, but Lance four starts. Seems fair. Alan Tyverson says, uh, this Trey Lance drama to start the season feels like a bad omen that will plague the season, similar to how the punch set the Warriors back this year. It does feel like a bad omen. Like, why, you don't need this hanging over your team. Nah. It's only negative, and it's affecting the locker room. Josh Wyatt says, I love your channel, Grant, but this ain't it. There is no ethical dilemma, just a football dilemma. The Niners made Trey a multimillionaire. Totally disagree. But that's uh, that's your that's your uh, prerogative to feel that way. Trade yeah. area. <laughs> Coach is cooking today, Connor. I would have to agree. Charlie McElhannon says, if Brock goes to lead them to the playoffs and his stats are Pro Bowl worthy, are you guys still going to cry about Trey? Yes, these are two different sep- – uh, these are two it's different things. It's not the same. These are, these are not – yeah, these are mutually exclusive. Stank the Tank says, Grant, can the Niners revoke your locker room privileges if you ask questions like, did you make a mistake drafting Trey or do you, do you think you mishandled developing Trey? No, those are fair questions. Sean says, I'm hurt, coach. Was looking forward to the New Year's Eve game in D.C. I'm out here in uh, N.C. I don't want to win like this. I'm not proud of this organization. Even a Super Bowl would have an asterisk in my mind. Yeah. You, yeah. you diagnosed Kyle Shannon as a narcissist. LOL, brilliant, says Niner Glory. Kaliki Carroll says, Kyle's jaded not only Lance, but half the fan base. True. Double B Studio says, I'm so angry. Here's another five bucks. Few more. I lied to uh, like Kyle does. It's two bucks. Uh, and Patio sixty three says, "What's up, Coach and Grant? Could I get an autograph at the game today?" Sure. Tom Foolery. That twenty twenty season haunts us. Kyle passed up on Brady, who won the Super Bowl and started Jimmy instead of developing Trey, and we finished last in the NFC West that year. Should have fired Kyle after that. One more. Uh, if through injury Kyle Shannon needs Trey Lance and he balls out, will Kyle Shannon switch his position? Will Trey Lance give Kyle hundred percent when he knows it was never reciprocated? Spooky hours. 
Spooky hours indeed. Jake Moody's hurt. Biggest need. This is what Kyle Shanahan said. Biggest need on the team. That's why they spent a third-round pick on this guy. Best kicker in the in the draft. I mean, they put him through a whole workout where they tested how he responded to pressure and aced that test. And now he's missing kicks in the uh, preseason, and they say he has a quad strain. And it's kind of convenient because now they can kind of take a look at another kicker. And if he does well, they can, they can put Moody on IR, bring him back. This is not a good start to his career. No. No, it's not a good start. And for for the compensation, I mean, it was he was an it was an eye raiser, especially when we got him in the third round. Everybody was shocked. I texted you. I was like, "The fuck." Mm-hmm. Um, but we all swallowed it because we we understood it was a need. Um, and it definitely is a need for um, what we do. We run the ball, right? So a lot of our drives tend to stall out in the in the red zone and in the green zone, especially with being physical. So especially. Um, how we play complementary football by using the game clock um, in time of possession, having a good kicker to chip away at drives and to come away with something is very important. So mm-hmm. I understood bringing in Jake, but from what I've seen, that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Even the no. last kick that he made, he barely made that shit. And I'm, I was shocked. Uh I don't know if he's pushing. I've been hearing that he's been kicking like 60-plus field goals in camp. Um, Maybe he's overtrained. I mean, it is a human side of it, and I don't want to dump on him. He is a rookie, Um, and he didn't ask to be drafted where he did. But it is – it doesn't forebode forebode well for him, and it is – we do need to get Gonzalez going, or we might have to call Robbie. Is it, possible that, is it possible that since Jake Moody was struggling in the preseason that they had him doing like extra work in practice and he got injured because they're trying to like justify this move and say kick, 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 kick. And he's like, okay, now I'm hurt. Because I mean, I, I was there like they had him kicking 60, 65, 65 plus yards. I've never seen kickers practice that stuff. And they do it every day. And it felt kind of like showing the locker room and the and the fans and the media like, hey, this is why we took this guy like. Cool. Can so you make a they, they uh, can you make a point him. after in a game? Can you make a point after in a game? Cool. <laughs> Dope. Because so, he's great in practice. Yeah. Know. So you mean to tell me that they stripped their tires doing wheelies in the Walmart parking lot? Also, like, did they learn nothing from the Trey Lance experience, man? Like you, t- you spend a high pick on an important position on a win now team and say, man, you, you have a very important responsibility. You need to be ready right now. And if they felt Trey Lance wasn't ready for that, why do you think Jake Moody was going to be ready for it? It's a very similar position. This guy feels like he's freaked because there's too much pressure. It's like not only kick for the 49ers, but replace Robbie Gold, who's perfect in the in the playoffs. Good luck. I could see yeah. him being in his head. Be perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know about I don't know what the personal side is, but I do know that. They said it's week to week. Let's hope for, let's hope that it is. It's a it's a lower extremity injury with a kicker, so that's alarming to me. Um, it could be something that lingers around if it doesn't get nipped in the bud. However, uh, this is just kind of like compounding on the. I could see if like this was something that happened to him health wise, and he was that was just it. He was struggling before he got hurt, so I'm 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 a little bit more worried about maybe um, about him struggling and coming back healthy. But it could be linked. It could be he was struggling because he was hurt, and sooner or later we figured out that he's got this strain in his quad, and maybe that's the reason why he was missing kicks. So it could be 
a number of things, but one thing that I am hopeful that is that the time that they give him to rest, they can kind of figure out what came first, the chicken or the egg. Are you are you doing bad because you're hurt or are you hurt because you're doing bad, so to speak? So I feel like he's about to get the medical red shirt. Like they're so? like we yeah, I just feel like this, Aaron Banks special? I think he's about to get the Aaron Banks special. Like, man, we gave you the full off season. We wanted you, but you were so bad in preseason, and we just can't risk it because we're a win now team. On another team, you could play and get the reps because we know you need reps. Right. We just don't have reps to give around here. Ask Trey Lance. So we'll try. We'll look at you next year. We're gonna put I you mean, on ice. Would- we're gonna develop you in practice. But we're going to go with Zane Gonzalez, and if Zane struggles, we're going to call up Robbie. Well, you know what's weird about that is, like, kicker is, like, for, for drafting a kicker in the third round and not using him right away, I mean, nobody. that's almost, like, akin to having a running back being drafted in the third round and not using him right They're away. They're developing him. He has to learn the system. <laughs> I, think, I think we just had a Trey Sermon sighting. There so, you go. I mean, the Niners are really good at drafting in round three. In fact, let's go. We're going to take some more super chats in a minute, but can we can we just talk about this 2023 draft? Let's, take let's a go look through see. it. Let's go through it. So they don't draft. Well, first of all, they do draft in round one. You know who they draft in round one this year? Who? Trey Lance, who yeah. who's their third string quarterback. They're trying to get him off the team, or they want to keep him, but as a third, so that's their first round pick. They're, then they go Jair Brown, who is promising. Then they got Jake Moody, the kicker who can't kick. Right. Cam Latu, the tight end who can't catch yet, although he's improving. Darrell mm-hmm. Luter Jr. hurt. Robert Beal hurt. D winners oh, flashed a little bit. And then the, the seven-round yeah. picks. Braden Willis, intriguing. Ronnie Bell, nice. Jalen Graham, very intriguing. So once again, the picks late in the draft when the scouting department can finally do their job without the coaches telling them what they want, looking pretty good. The other ones, I don't know, man. Yeah. Once again, yeah. and, 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 and late the round picks bailing out is, first round busts. I mean, the caveat for that is, I mean, look at look at what Miami did with the Trey Lance Hall. They got yep. Jalen Waddle, Tariq yep. Hill, and Nick Chubb. I mean, uh, not Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb. Um, and um, one of the things that I that I would always give credence to Kyle is that you know he built a good roster. You know, we got a good roster. I'm worried about our depth this year, legitimately, especially our trenches. I'm worried about our depth. I'm worried about, um, as uh, in a way, I feel like we've almost traded our depth for contracts. We're very top heavy, and traded the depth it, for Javon Hargrave, so he's got to be really good. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it's like because remember, if, if remember I'm when Philly, they didn't sign I, Buckner? They said, "Well, we would sacrifice our depth, right? We could if we didn't have Buck. If we had Buckner, we couldn't have." Armstead and Jimmy Ward and, and someone. Yeah. So yeah, it's they, all, it's about quantity over quantity. All of a sudden, it's like, actually, screw that. We want Hargrave. Goodbye. Aziz Alshair, Emmanuel Mosley, Jimmy Ward, Mike McGlinchey, Jimmy Garoppolo. All you got, goodbye. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like we're getting Javon on the back end of his career. No doubt. And he's going to kick his feet up. Um, I, I, I've been doing, I mean, you know, Niners fans are very smart, man. We got to start, go around the league, start paying attention to other teams. Who's the last Niners player that played super well? Who's the last Niners player that played super well after getting a big signing bonus from the Niners? Who's the last guy that did that? It wasn't Debo. It wasn't Warner. Yeah. I feel like every time the Niners give someone like $30 million in a check, they just don't have their best year. I'm just saying. 
So we'll see. All about I'm Hargraves. saying is like the Eagles aren't missing Javon Hargraves. Like nah. go go listen to how they talk. They're, they're not they're not missing nah. Javon. Um, so you know, I'm worried about our depth in the trenches specifically, especially because of the brand of football that we play. We are a physical football team, right? Yeah. We run the ball, yeah. we stop the run, um, we get after the quarterback with our defensive front, and we let our linebackers linebackers fly around. We play pure complementary football. That's the style of football we play. But the consistency of what we play is more is just as important with the practitioners of who we use to do it. So if we don't play with a consistent depth where the the first thing, even just by by logic, you pay a guy a big deal. You're not you're not you're not paying him for what he did. You're paying him for what he's going to do. Right. And not only are you paying him for what he's going to do, you're paying him for the availability and the consistency of what he's going to do at a high clip. So by and large, the number two guy is going to be a huge drop off. We're getting to the point where we used to have uh, high priced guys. But now um, I feel like we have a single point of failure at each level in our football team, especially in each room. Right. If we lose one guy off of every unit, it drastically changes that unit. And it speaks to the depth and it speaks to the continuity of where where we've kind of like gone, molded ourselves into as a team because we're always changing. If Trent Williams goes down, our offensive line drastically changes. Yeah. If Christian McCaffrey goes down, our running back room drastically changes. If Brandon Ayuk goes down, our receiving core, we don't have anybody that can do what Brandon and I, you can do across the board. They drastically change. If okay. we lose George Kittle, our entire tight end room is completely different. If Nick Bosa does not come back, we have one of the most mediocre defensive lines across the board. Go ahead. I want to, I want to come back to this class real quick because I'm not super intrigued with it. I mean, it looks like right now the best rookie on the team is Ronnie Bell. Who's fine? They're doing some stuff with him. But like seventh round pick, Ronnie, like he was one of the, again, one of the last picks in the draft, Ronnie Bell. Like you took Jake Moody and Cam Latu in the third round. And we're talking about Braden Willis, Jalen Graham, and Ronnie Bell being like the early standouts. That's not good enough. You yeah. could have taken Dorian Thompson Robinson. You could have had another quarterback. You could have had a right tackle in Dewan Jones. Like you passed on some real good players, and we're over here talking about Ronnie Bell. For yeah. real? For real? That's not good enough. Once again, man, I mean, they have put together a really good roster, but I'm a little concerned about this team. I feel like they've stopped adding to it, and it's just the same core they've had for the last four years, and it's getting older. Well, let's talk about Nick Bosa, and then we got to answer a bunch of super chats. Okay. Nick Bosa <laughs> hasn't signed yet. What, what, what do you think? Where's this going, Coach? What do you see? Um, um I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying that he's holding out until week one. It, it really doesn't get real until he misses games, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick has put himself in a position where he's a little bit bigger than the process. Um, he feels as though that what he does on a consistent basis makes him bigger than the process of being at camp. And on top mm-hmm. of it, I feel like he's also trying to get us. Where you at, coach?
We lost him. What's going on? Coach, where you at? You there? Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Here. All right, we lost the all last right. 15 seconds. Start over. Yeah, all right. So basically, uh, I feel like um, his play, he's a little bit bigger than the process. It's in, mm-hmm. again, um, this is a nuanced conversation, just like everything we've talked about today. It's not just about getting Nick on the field and Nick being a leader. I understand there is that element of it, right? You want him to be here. It is hurting the team. It's not getting other players better. He himself is not getting better. I don't care how much you work out um, away from the football team. That is not football. Um, so we need to be careful with Nick, hopefully, that he – ingratiates himself with no injuries whatsoever or soft tissue injuries from him not actually being able to be warmed up to play football. Um, So yes, there's the football side of it, but there is the player side of it too. And Nick is trying to get a bag and he's trying to get the biggest bag of bags untold. Right. Like he just wants like the whole, like the whole players association wants him to get what he's worth. Right. Like it's in it. Every player's interest yeah. for him to reset the market and not take less. Like everyone's pulling for him to do that. It's fair, and, and, and you know what? Yeah. I feel like that's, that that deserves its space too. You know, mm-hmm. these guys they only get but so many bites at the apple. They only get to come to the seat at the table only a couple of times in their career. And right now, he's coming up the back, and he's got the best bat there is. He's got a defensive a defensive MVP behind his back, over fifteen sacks, like took the team to one game outside of the Super Bowl. You just can't waste opportunities like this as a player and not get as much as you can. Like, so I, I, I see that point too. Right. So mm-hmm. I do want him here, but from a football standpoint, it, it becomes problematic when he starts missing games. That's that, in yeah. my opinion, he just can't miss games. Can't miss any because any game he misses, you're all of a sudden thinking, is that a, a win that's now a loss? Like if they exactly. if they have Nick Bosa against the Steelers, you're thinking they can beat Pittsburgh on the road. They don't have Nick Bosa in that game. You're like, I don't right. know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Steve Wilkes without Nick Bosa? I pfft, don't know. I mean, the, uh, and then also, to be honest, honestly speaking, honestly speaking, if he misses games too, I'm, I'm looking at Kyle and John. If it gets that bad, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. it's time. coach, coach, we're losing you. Your your internet just fell off a cliff, dog. What are you guys doing? Like, if you know the whole quarterback stuff, you you know you. Coach, the Niners just ruined your internet, man. Are you sure you're connected to your Wi-Fi? Because we can't hear you. Here, come back. Come back. I'm going to get some super chats. Uh, Euro two times says, if through injury, Kyle Shanahan needs Trey Lance and he balls out, will Kyle Shanahan switch his position? Will Trey Lance give Kyle 100% when he knows it was never reciprocated? Spooky hours. I think we got you before. I don't know. Coach needs to buy the Niners from New York. Yeah, we can definitely afford that, WB Studio. Because you're $2. Papa Phil says, Caution and made Brock Purdy throw in Philly after being injured. I think Coach is still talking somewhere. Uh, he'll be back. Um, that's true. Matt says, I hope besides Grant Media asked tough questions. I have a feeling they're all going to ask tough questions tonight. 
because the entire beat report, uh, beat uh, core was kind of embarrassed. Maxime Laflame says the constant leaks about Trey's so-called weakness to national media is one of the most shameful things I've ever seen. Makes it hard to stay a fan with this regime in place. I feel it. John Milliner says it's not racism. It's just a comfort from what fans and coaches have seen in the NFL at the quarterback position. Okay, well, what do you call that? Dirty D says if Trey doesn't play, we need to chant fire Shanahan. Chant whatever you want. Double Double B Studio says, can you see Sam hooking up with a, with a, why not? What's wrong? What, what, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? There ain't nothing wrong with that. Those are, I, I met a porn star in a, uh, airport and and she was we she was a really nice person. You know, just wanted to talk about life. She's a real, she was, she was nice. Married to another porn star. They had a great life. Porn stars are people too. Eddie King says, Sam's job was to come in and put the final nail in Trey's coffin and this is why Kyle Shanahan was pumping him up. The problem was Trey, uh, the Niners didn't expect Trey to improve and for Sam to suck. They didn't expect Sam to suck. Hmm. The one real Zangetsu says, why is it so hard for the, uh, the complete R words in the comment section to understand that this is not about Brock? Don't know. Lance Jackson says, yes, Grant, nailed that point. Kyle picked Darnold. So strange. Stephen Draper. That cheer from the fans said uh, sealed Trey's fate. Ooh. I see what you mean. Mike Henry says, I really don't think Kyle wanted Trey to succeed. Even in 2022 when Lance was starter, Jimmy probably would have t- uh, took over after one bad Trey game. Um, yeah, probably. Probably you're right. You back? I'm back. All right. It happens. It hey. happens. We're going through some super chats. Michael Hamilton says, as a quarterback evaluator, Kyle is Michael Jordan, the GM. As a coach, he is Marty Schottenheimer. I mean, just I, I like Kyle knows enough and he's embedded. The league has kind of like been watered down enough for like guys like Kyle to survive. Like he's yeah. got an SOP and a scheme. And, you know, when you when you're when you have a scheme, you're too busy worried about the quarterback bullshit. It's like you should be worrying about coaching the team. But they're so worried about how they can fit guys in because they just swear that their SOP is just going to win the league. And it's just like, no, bro, it's way bigger than this. And they dropped the ball. I mean, and being fair to them, there are some things that they probably just completely missed in how this played out. But to to know that you fucked up and to run, that's – for me, that was worse than the actual infraction. It was like, bro, that's weak as shit. Like, you can't undo that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was weak. Weak. Cody says, I love the passion from Coach today. Yeah, me too. Digital Drew. Coach, hang in there, bro. Bigger things coming. Duper says, Darnold separated himself. LOL, he didn't do shit. Uh, us, 24 forever, LLC says, Debo did the same work as CMC in 2021. Niners media and Kyle makes CMC the great white hope. Why is CMC more praised than Debo? Let's talk about it. Well, CMC is, I, I don't want to take anything away from Christian. Christian is a worker. He is a worker. And uh, I, feel I feel like, like Debo outworked him this offseason, though. I feel like Debo did. I feel like, De- I, you know what? Iron sharpens iron. I mean, let's just talk about it. Debo is Kyle's pet. Um, they, Debo likes to he likes to be he likes to joke with Kyle. He likes adoration from him, and they're just best buds. They're friends, and yeah. because of it, Christian, you can't. I mean, he babysat the man. It's just a little bit of a different dynamic, you know what I'm saying? And yep. he comes over here and is a hard worker, and I feel like there's a little bit of a come up into with Debo understanding that he's about to make 20 plus million dear 20 plus million dollars coming in the next couple of 
years. And you can't have somebody who came in and knows how to do, ironically enough, your entire skill set. And he's more professional than you. And he's older. And he has a better inside track with the head coach than you do. Play ball. Yeah, It's politics. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like Debo got his act together because yep. he sees it just like we do. Wardell, thank you very much. Gregorius Greg, thank you too. Mass Martyr, Trey needs to have thick skin and stick around because Kyle Scamacan is going to get his QB1 and QB2 injured ASAP. Trey still has a 50-50 shot, I guess. Sahail says, this is corporate glass ceiling against a young black man. Kyle Shannon is a punk. His father, uh, Mike Shannon, needed an elite quarterback to win Super Bowl. This is systemic racism. Kyle, these are your fans. Adam says, Grant, can you sign my baby? (laughs) <laughs> yes, I would sign right on his face. R. King says, Kyle gave Moody the day off. No worries. Hilarious. Wardell says, on the same day, Sam was named QB2 and Trey got pushed back to QB3. Brick by Brick episode two came out titled, I Got Your Back. Wow. Wow. I don't watch that show. Wow. I don't uh, watch Tony, would you rather have one $35 million a year non-quarterback player or one $15 million a year player, one $10 million a year player, and two $5 million a year players? Well... Depends who the guy making $35 million a year is. Bosa? Yeah, I might trade him. Especially after all this. Derek Powers says, if Kyle ends up needing Trey this season, Trey should, Trey should yeah. be like, well, like Jamie Foxx and Sunday Night Lights and call his own plays. That would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A leader is logic, not emotional. Kyle is emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so am I. Derek Powers says, correction, any given Sunday. We got you. Fish and chips. Are the beat reps pissed after Wednesday's blackout, et cetera? It sounds like it. I mean... Silver, Mayoko, it sounds like they're going to do their best. Coach must have Comcast Xfinity as an ISP. Yeah, man, it's, you're, it's, it's letting you down. Jeff says, if you were a hired lawyer and your job was to defend Kyle's actions, specifically mismanagement of Trey and not adding O-line depth in the draft, i.e. drafting a kicker in third round, what would you argue? Oh, that my client's a genius and that <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's the foremost expert on offensive football and no one can question him. Something. Anyway, that's all we got. It's yeah. The show. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get out of here before coaches' internet completely melts down. Thanks for watching. They play tonight. Let's see. I, I mean, it's interesting. I'm going tonight, but I feel like the main event is the press conference after. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a game, and I'll be watching it, and we'll report on it, but the real main event is the freaking press conference after. And then, is Trey going to play? Is Trey going to talk? I would love to see the Niners make Trey available to the media. Like, What's he going to say? Love to know. We'll see. Thanks for watching, everyone. Coach, thank you very much. See you tonight.